What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Fuck That Shit. It's been a minute, but I'm ready and I'm back. I want to catch you up on all the shit I've been processing over the last couple months. It's been quite the personal journey for me lately, and while things haven't necessarily gone to plan, I am so proud of myself and grateful for those who have continued to check in on when the next pod is going to drop. It took some time for a number of reasons, but ultimately I needed a time to alleviate the pressure to perform and to just be and learn from the experiences of life. I think oftentimes I feel this unspoken pressure to produce and make meaning of the messiness of life that in its own way, it becomes a way to escape from what's really happening internally, which lately has been a lot of heavy stuff. Over the last few months, I've definitely been experiencing some lows with my mental health and luckily with the help and support of good friends and my therapist, I've noticed that I'm turning a corner and I feel ready to talk it out with y'all. Because while it's important not to always make meaning of the messes we experience, I think it's equally important to share the process of being in process. You know what I mean? I've been thinking a lot about how there's a lot of chatter lately. Everyone's got a platform, whether it's podcasting, social media, whatever. Everyone's got an opinion and everyone's curating their message in bite-size, one-size-fits-all infographics, which is then shared on our timelines over and over again. Honestly, it's fucking driving me nuts. (laughs) There is so much talk about the five things you can do now to alleviate seasonal depression, to 10 ways to love yourself, and or top three reasons why you're not attracting the kind of partner you want. Oh, (laughs) whoops, is that just me? Oh, well, (laughs) Um, the goddamn algorithms have a fucking chokehold on me. And this honestly just reminds me I could probably do a little cleanse and delete some accounts I'm following. But anyways, the truth is, It's so hard not to begin to compare yourself these days with social media at your fingertips. I hate to bring it up again, but as I dip and dabble in this podcasting world, I find it harder and harder not to think of ways to cultivate content and share my work with others because it's impossible not to compare yourself with other people's content. And it just becomes so overwhelming thinking about how I don't want to add to the chatter that instead I just freeze and I don't do anything at all. And when I've been thinking about what makes this show different, I started to realize that the answer wasn't more episodes, synthesizing remedies for the bullshit we experience, but rather just sharing the bullshit as it comes. Now, let's be real for a moment. As I talk about how everyone's got a remedy, for me, the remedy is fucking simple. The remedy is the reminder that nothing we go through in this world is new. The remedy is that there is a community who has experienced levels of your experience and can empathize and collaborate solutions in person or online. And it's not about subscribing to what worked well for someone, but rather to take the time and think about what is best for yourself. It's about tuning into your own needs and assessing what feels good and what doesn't. And one of the things that hasn't been working for me lately has been sex and dating. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> I'm talking about my dating life on a fucking podcast. Here we go. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, that was always the intention of the show, right? When I first came up with this idea, I wanted to talk about a range of topics, including sex, dating, and sexuality, um, as I said in my trailer. Um, see, when Fuck That Shit was conceived, I, at the time, had felt so can uh, so secure with myself and believed at the time that I had a hold and understanding of my traumas. But as I alluded to in the last episode, if there was a name to be given to this chapter in my life, it is change. Um, and change is constant, y'all. Change is 
ever-evolving. Healing is constant. But I, like all the other self-help pages on Instagram or whatever, believed I had unlocked this big grand secret to managing mental health and tuning into your authenticity. Authenticity. Did I say that right? (laughs) Authenticity. Fuck that shit. Am I right? But listen, put fuck that shit aside. Doing the damn work is never ending. And sometimes you don't like what you find. Um, And one of the things I found in my work with my personal therapist was how my sexuality was and is influenced by my complex traumas. (sighs) Now, see... When I say that, there's a little birdie that comes up in my head when I talk about my, quote, quote, complex traumas. Again, and it says, really, Emma, how long are you going to fucking constantly reference your past traumas? Well, little birdie, however fucking long I need to. Now, that's the answer I'm going to give to this hypothetical judgmental voice in my head. Um, You see, for anyone else who beats themselves up for not being, quote, over it, what you need to understand is that is your mind's way of protecting you. It is a protective measurement because when you talked about your past, someone made you feel bad uh, for trying to make sense of the shit that had happened to you. And if that's something you've experienced, let me tell you, honey bunny, you are not alone. Okay. You're not alone. Um, So before I go down this road of bearing it all again on a fucking podcast, I want to quiet the protective voice in my head. And I want to say this, listen up, buttercup. (laughs) I get what you're trying to do here, but I've got nothing to lose and I've got nothing to hide in the short world and sharing my experience will always alleviate the shame or guilt I carry when I choose to not talk about it. Capiche? Thank you. But you are not needed here. All right. (sighs) Are you still with me? All right. Cool. Honestly, just a pause here. Uh, My therapist would be very fucking proud of me. Um, We've been working on family systems or whatever, and I really struggle with judgment, which is a manifestation of my protector prototype. I could share more, but (laughs) it's called Google. So check that out. Um, Back to me. Um, Before battling one of the voices in my head, I just expressed how one of the things that has come to light over this year is how my sexuality has been influenced by my past complex traumas. Now, this all came about primarily from a really bad interaction from a different therapist I had to work with after my original, who now current because she can't get rid of me, therapist left the country. I was assigned another therapist in a trauma-informed therapy program, essentially. And in my early work uh, with her, I, well, pause here. (laughs) In my early work during therapy in general, I spent the majority of my time analyzing my relationships with dates, lovers, and persons of interest more than I care to admit. Um, but you know, your girl had a hotation and not only was I juggling a lot of people at once, I was also juggling mostly not so great triggering moments with these people. Most of those triggers centered around sex. They centered around boundaries and my lack of them. And they centered around me yearning for something consistent and safe all while actively pursuing the exact opposite, inconsistent and unsafe. So when my regular therapist had left, I was assigned someone new and I told myself, I wouldn't water myself down or keep secrets with this therapist like I had with others and that I would be just as open and honest with her as my previous therapist. And in one of the earlier sessions with her, I remember sharing an encounter with just one of my (laughs) many unfortunate experiences with somebody from the hotation. Okay. And her initial commentary was quote, not to sound judgmental, but dot, 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 end quote. Now, whatever she said afterwards, I actually don't remember because all I remember was thinking, fuck you. 
you're a fucking therapist and you start with, I don't want to sound judgmental, but newsflash for anyone that ever starts with, I don't want to sound blank. You are going to sound like blank. I thought that was common knowledge, but apparently common sense ain't so common. Anywho, the experience, albeit unpleasant, left its mark. And after I stopped seeing her, I continued with my therapist from before who I did feel safe with. We obviously got to talking about why and how that commentary to which my therapist agreed was uncalled for, but why it had triggered me so much. And what I came to realize is that I hold a lot of shame and regret around sex. And the truth is that over the last few years, I had been harnessing my sexuality as a tool of power, thinking that I was empowering myself more by participating in casual relationships with others. I had convinced myself that by doing this, I was taking back what had been taken from me. Um, and now before going further, I, I really want to just stop here and express like how pro ho I am. I mean, there's no way, shape or form I would ever judge someone and their sexuality. Like I just won't do that. That's not what I'm here. And that's not what I'm participating in. But for me, I had realized that the tool I thought I was using to empower myself was actually just causing more harm because I didn't have a strong sense of boundaries. So in essence, I was participating in an act, um, an act that I have been a victim of several times. Um, and over and over again, I would find myself in circumstances previous to uh, other circumstances in my past of sexual assaults. Um, and every time unconsciously, as I've come to realize, I believed I could get over past wrongs by getting under however many motherfuckers it took. All right. Um, now that's a hard truth to share, but it's mine and I own it. Um, in fact, it's such a hard truth that that's primarily one of the reasons why it took me so fucking long to even record this because one, I had shame around it Two, I didn't know how to contextualize it. Um, and three, I was afraid about owning this shit to anybody, including myself. Um, but in fact, like I said before about the remedy, it's just one acknowledging that none of what we've experienced is new or novelty. Um, and in fact, many people who have experienced trauma, especially of a sexual nature, may find themselves in similar predicaments of their past, not because they want to be there, obviously. I didn't want to fucking be in these situations, okay? But because unconsciously, one, it feels familiar, right? It's something that they're used to. Two, um, because maybe they're hoping that maybe this time, right, things can be different. And thus, it will resolve the past trauma. I mean... Maybe I was doing one or maybe I was doing both, but I believe a part of me will always yearn to, quote, be over it. And I'm only now realizing that just be just telling myself I'm over something doesn't actually mean I'm over it. <laughs> In fact, um, my tendency is to typically double down on my delusions and just make things worse. So <laughs> a little tidbit about me. Um, I'm delusional. <laughs> Anyways, I have to laugh at myself, but, um, another reckoning I came to was, well, goddamn Emma, like, shouldn't you have learned by now? Like, you know, the butchered saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. And don't try to fool me again, whatever the fuck that saying is. But the truth is I did fool myself each and every fucking time. And this doesn't absolve anyone who crossed a boundary. But the point I want to make here is that, especially for those who have sex-based traumas, you might try and convince yourself that if you don't have boundaries, then there's no way people could cross them. And therefore, you won't have to experience traumatic events. I want to say that again. 
For those who have experienced sex-based traumas, you might try and convince yourself that you don't have boundaries. Then there's no way people could cross them and therefore you won't have to experience traumatic events. I know it's not just me, y'all. This is one of the many lies trauma will tell you. As someone, in my case specifically, who was groomed, right, and trained for years to internalize any conflict and make her discomfort unknown to others, right? Well then, fuck, of course I would forget what boundaries were or why they were fucking important. Living in a world where someone could, because they have, disrespected my no or manipulated my no into a yes, it then became easier to say or feel like, I don't have boundaries, therefore nothing bad can happen to me. (sighs) But boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Because the body really does keep the score. The body really fucking keeps the score, which P.S. that book is wonderful. It's a little dense, but um, it resonates, right? Um, Because you see, listen, all those times I convinced myself that I didn't have boundaries, I was actually training myself into a life of disrespect and emotional unavailability unavailability, another word. Um, so first of all, all right, that's a lot. And I want to check in specifically with those who share my experience with assaults. Maybe this resonates with you and maybe it doesn't. Um, but I do want to ask you to ask yourself, what is your relationship to sex now? Do you feel like you're in your body? Is sex a power play for you or Is it even enjoyable? And for me, the answer is most of the time, no matter how often or who I was having it with, it just wasn't enjoyable because sex for me has hardly ever been about enjoyment. Um, It's always been about power. And my first experience with sex was with a fucking predator. I mean, it's always been about power and I just didn't realize it. Um, But when I did realize this, I had to acknowledge just how disconnected I was from my body and from my own sense of boundaries. Um, And once I did that, it was only natural then to cut all ties from anybody I was seeing. Um, So in addition to cutting off friends, lovers, or whatever the hell they were, right? (laughs) Um, I also turned off my dating apps and I decided that I needed to repair my relationship with myself in order to reconnect with anybody else. I'm also going to repeat that. I needed to repair my relationship with myself in order to connect with anybody else. Because if I ever wanted to be a hoe again, y'all, God damn it, I was going to need some fucking self-respect and some boundaries, okay? <laughs> so I took a break and it's been a year now and I can't claim that I've been a full-blown celibate queen, but what I can say is that I can count the number of partners I have been with on one hand, whereas I may have needed a few more if you were to ask me like a couple years ago. <laughs> um... And in that year of dating more intentionally and not just fucking for fucking sake, I have repaired my relationship with myself. So let me tell you the ways, okay? Um, Number one, I really enjoy my own company. Like, for real. Of course, loneliness is real, but especially since living on my own, I've grown to really appreciate my time alone. Um, I don't itch to fill my time with people and things just to distract me. Uh, Living alone, number two. Living alone and traveling alone, which I hope to do another episode on later, but doing those things really encouraged me to be exactly who I want to be, do exactly what I want to do with nobody to push back or perform for. All right. And thirdly, um, the other way I've repaired my relationship with myself is by masturbating more. (laughs) Oh, shit. 
Um, I love saying this because God damn it, I make myself come now. All right. Um, whereas before, maybe I used to think I really needed another body to help me get there. I mean, listen, y'all. All right. Now that mama knows how to get herself off, it's over for you hoes. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> she's really on one right now. Um, I digress. Um, the whole point here is that by tapping back into my wants and needs, I was really able to notice the people, things, and experiences that I just wasn't fucking with anymore. And noticing, um, that noticing of like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. Um, that feeling and voice is your fucking intuition. Um, well now that part of me has been turned off for quite some time, but by removing the distractions and cutting out the people, I've been able to hear that voice much more clearly. So now I share all of this, not to admit to the whole world that I essentially was a hoe without boundaries. Okay. Um, but to get to people, but to get people to think more about their relationship with sex and their participation in casual relationships, especially for those with sex-based traumas. I know I've been speaking a lot at you, um, on this episode, right? A lot of information has been dumped. But the truth is, I'm really speaking to the old Emma, right? Um, Sharing this episode is important so that I can repair that relationship with her. And yes, I'm talking about me. (laughs) Um, You see, if I could go back and find myself in a room with her, right? I'd want to remind her that, honey, um, sex for you isn't casual. Uh, That this new age of casual relationship fuckery that most people are experiencing now, especially in New York City, It's really not worth all the hype, given your history of sexual assault. And I'd want to remind her that there's power in withholding. There's power in your no. And that nothing is ever worth it if it's not pleasurable. Fuck that shit. So I'm reaching the end of my rant here. (laughs) Um, And if you stuck with me, thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Um, I don't want my story or life experiences to be the blueprint for anybody. Never, never want my experiences to be the blueprint for anyone. Um, again, I'm not trying to add to this trendy TikTok, Instagram, health and wellness bullshit. All right. I'm not advocating anyone to stop having sex. Okay. Cause that would just be a fucking shame. <laughs> um, but I do want to share my story as someone who, um, chose to take a hard look at herself and, as someone who chose to examine her choices, as someone who chose to acknowledge that she wasn't happy, um, and as someone who decided that she was going to do better for herself, that she was going to choose differently. And not because it was a trend, but because my happiness and integrity depended on it. Thank you. Stay tuned for more episodes and conversations about navigating the bullshit and staying true to you by subscribing to the show. And as we say, what's said here stays here, but what's learned here leaves here. And if you got anything from today's episode, please share. You can find me on fuck that shit pod on Instagram and Twitter. And that's FCK that shit pod, or even better share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. I'm always here for the conversation and I look forward to staying connected.